Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third and final hour today of the Live With Me Rank Show 269-441-9595. If you would like to get involved with the show today, be part of it. Love to hear from you. Couple pieces that I wrote this morning. One's just a fun piece. You should check out the pictures in the video I put in it. You'll love it. I was blown away when I think it was Friday I read this. Even Friday afternoon I was working. Where in Michigan could it reach 300 inches of snow this winter? Yes, 300 inches. And to put it into perspective, Kalamazoo has about 56 inches of snow as of last week. Grand Rapids, 62 inches. Let me see. Jackson, Michigan, 37 inches. Marquette, Michigan, 170 inches. Gratiot Lake in Keweenaw Peninsula, west of Marquette. And north of Houghton, 265 and a half inches as of last week and could hit 300 inches. Once I saw that, I start gathering as many pictures as I could to check it out and see the depth of it. It's pretty cool. Only a snowmobiler would probably love it up there at this time. I, I do like a great snowstorm, as I, I've been telling you. Uh, but even that, that that's that's quite a bit. I do have a link also in there. You can go and check out wherever you live, how much snow you've received so far and what the average is. So check that out. Also, an important piece, I think, a piece that I was happy to write. I wish I could include more people. Grand Ledge, Michigan School Board member apologizes for their COVID-19 policies as yours. Only one of seven did that, and he realized the harm it's done to children. And don't take my word for it. How about the World Economic Forum? I got a link to a piece titled, The Global Education Crisis is Even Worse Than We Thought. End quote. Don't take my word for it. How about Pew Trust? Wrote, quote, COVID harmed kids' mental health, and schools are feeling it. End quote. Don't take my word for it. How about... UNESCO, United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, adverse consequences of school closures, end quote. And there's links to all of them in my piece. Now, you, you, we could have accepted this if the science would have told us we had to go this route or all these kids would be dead right now or a large portion of them. But the science, after a few months, said, stop the silliness with the schools. Now the schools are just doing it for either money or being able not to have to work. I remember for the first six weeks, they got paid and they didn't even work. One of my kids' school, six weeks, nothing. And these people, teachers still got paid for nothing for six weeks. And then they started online. And then they got hazard pay. For working from home. 
And now we find out Flint wants to give $22,500 in hazard pay, I guess, bonus to every employee in their school system, even though they owe a hundred and something million. Oh, we can't give that money. Uh, we can't use that money for it. Oh, okay. So how about like you do all the other times? Use the hundred and whatever million that you're going to give to these teachers and employees. Take the money somewhere else from your school budget to pay down your debt of our federal taxpayer money that you've been blessed with. And then use that money from the uh, world's largest slush fund to fund wherever you took that money was to pay down the debt. No, see, they need that debt so they can still complain that they need more money next year. But a smart person would have asked, why don't you just do that or explain why you can't do it? No, they put all our kids, all of our kids through this for no scientific reason at all, just for their own selfishness and gains political gains power gains and money gains and that's not me that's their saint fauci that's the cdc director who said that not the gains part but these kids belong back in school so you'll check out that piece if you'd like at wbckfm.com Eventually, it gets put up on one of my affiliates' websites. Received an email from one of you concerning Russia. Just the thought, Belarus is opening itself to Russia for Russian nukes to be moved into its country. Do you think Biden will push for the expansion of sanctions being imposed on Russia to be placed on Belarus? Number one, it should be. I have not heard about Belarus opening itself up to have nukes brought into their country. I have not heard that one. I've heard that they're going to to wage war. They're just a, a vessel of Russia. They're not a real country. Belarus is what Putin wants to do to Ukraine. So the sanctions that they are bringing against them aren't the most they can bring up against them yet. Although I did hear they are looking to uh, sanction Trump personally. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Trump they would. Uh, Putin personally. And that's only because of the other countries said, okay, you see, we're not leading. They're going to tell you we're leading. But this is really being led by Germany over in uh, Europe. And by the way, it should be led by, the, by European countries. I don't know why the... Biden administration feels the need to say that well, they're leading it. It should be led by those people in Europe. They're the ones most affected by it, not us. Reggie wrote me this over the weekend. Hey, Rank, didn't realize what a prize Ukraine would be for Russia. So you guys, this is another reason why Russia is doing what it's doing. The nation of Ukraine ranks first in Europe for proven recycle, uh, recoverable resource, uh, reservoirs, um, reservoirs, I'm sorry, of uranium ore. Second place in Europe and 10th place in the world in terms of titanium ore reserves. Second place in the world in terms of explored reserves of magnesium. So it has a lot of minerals in it. It's a very wealthy country in that way. And plus, it's the breadbasket of Europe, it's my understanding. It says it's first in Europe in terms of arable land area. Third place in the world by the area of black soil. 
uh, first place in the world in exports of sunflower and sunflower oils. And it goes on and on and on and on. And that's why, certainly part of the reason why he probably wants to take it over because they're not a wealthy country. 269-441-9595. Lines are open if you have a thought. Did you hear that audio I played with Trump back in 18, basically predicting everything that's happening today and the reason why they won't fully, as of yet, uh, withdraw all of the Russian banks from SWIFT. And I can't believe that these brilliant people like Jennifer Griffin doesn't raise their hand and say, well, listen, it doesn't matter if you, let's say there's a, a, a thousand banks in Russia and you guys take 999 banks and not allow them on the SWIFT system, which again allows countries to do business with other countries and people. That one bank is all he needs to do business. It doesn't even matter if it's a little bank down the street on a corner. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to be having hundreds of billions of dollars put through that bank. But no, everybody's like, oh, yeah, look at he's brought on the SWIFT. He's taken away from SWIFT. Jen Psaki, the spokeswoman who um, I think hair would turn even redder if she was to tell a truth from that podium, was asked by Peter Ducey, what exactly has Biden's administration, Biden, done to help Ukraine? You tell me if there's an answer. Well, well, I don't know why that is not there's a report in the New York Times that you guys kept asking China to help you stop Russia from invading Ukraine, and they didn't. So what have you guys done throughout this slow-moving Russia crisis that has worked? In what capacity? Well, I, the president talked to Putin. He talked to the G7. He threatened sanctions. He put sanctions in place. Now he says the sanctions are going to take 30 days. Uh, or about a month. Do you guys think the people in Ukraine have about a month? Well, Peter, let me just take a step back and explain to everyone how diplomacy works and how our approach from the United States has worked. Uh, what the president has done is he has built a global coalition uh, to stand up in the face of President Putin and President Putin's aggression and uh, invasion of Ukraine. Uh, what he has done is he has rallied uh, the world, our U European partners, even at cost to them in some capacities, to put in place uh, significant sanctions, historic sanctions that would have a, uh, a, a, a enormous impact on the Russian financial sector. It is President Putin's choice to go to war and invade Ukraine. That is what he has done. It is our choice and our responsibility and the role of the president in the United States to rally opposition and make sure they feel significant pain from that choice. That's exactly what we have done. Oh, okay. So have you heard anything concrete that they did? Do you find that interesting? Now, what does she think about the whole oil business with Countries being beholden to Russia, Germany and others, because of oil. Us now being hold, beholden to Russia 
in other oil producing countries because they took us off the path that we were not even the path we were self-sufficient self-dependent we didn't if we didn't want to have to go and beg other countries for oil like he's doing today what does she have to say about that i'll tell you you'll not i will you'll hear her answer coming up right after this you're listening to live with frank how do we sleep as those beds are burning i know it's very difficult to see what's happening in Russia, excuse me, the Ukraine. It's even more concerning that there are so many civilians that are, are being killed, if, if those reports are correct. And the only reason I lend some credence, because I always would tell you to keep your powder dry, is that they're bombing apartment complexes. I saw a military armored vehicle for Russia just driving down the one side of the street and then turn right to run over another car. Is there more to the story on that one? Who knows? Maybe. But I do put some, some heft into the fact that they're killing civilians because they're bombing their apartment complexes. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. Let's go to the phone lines. And uh, first time caller from the Battle Creek area, Jim. Jim, thanks a lot for calling in. Appreciate that. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, Rank. I want to thank you for the quality show you put out and the research that you do ahead of time that makes it uh, worthwhile listening to. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's nice to hear from you guys, uh, and it means that all this time I spend on it isn't uh, just for naught. I wanted to uh, just refer you to a uh, geopolitician. Uh, his name is Peter Zion, Z-E-I-H-A-N. He wrote the book, uh, The Accidental Superpower. And he has a, a different take because he's a geopolitician. What is a geopolitician? <clears throat> uh, they start from the viewpoint that uh, geography in many ways drives politics. And it's, it's a very refreshing uh, look because it's independent. None of the spin doctors have read this guy. Um, he also looks at uh, demographics. And one of the points that, that he's made in recent videos, which you can find on YouTube, is that uh, the Russians are going to fall off a demographic cliff starting this year. And so you part mean of what, due to the fact that they're not reproducing at a faster rate? Uh, well, that and uh, addiction and alcoholism, just things that are cutting. Yeah, they're, okay. they're going to have uh, a great, uh, the number of conscripts that, are, that would be available in the future will decline rapidly. So he has to make his move now. Uh, that's one factor, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he also... Uh, Zion uh, has some pretty good. Uh, uh, he's got. A, he's been studying this stuff for years, so he speculates. Okay. On routes of entry. All right. So, what else is he uh, is he talking specifically about? What Putin's attempting today? Well, they lost twenty million soldiers uh, in six years of war in, in World War Two, and they have a pathological fear of invasion. So. Uh, the Fulda Gap was where they were going to pour through into Europe, and 
they want to close up the gap that the, the Nazis used um, for the Blitzkrieg in, uh, I guess it was 1941. So he's agreeing with others out there, more mainstream, that's saying he's doing this because of his concern of how close Ukraine, if Ukraine was to become a NATO nation, is to the uh, their capital. Moscow. Right. I mean, 20,000 deaths or 20 million deaths it doesn't evaporate from uh, a national psyche in one or two generations. And I'm, I'm not apologizing. I'm just trying to I understand. Uh, be rational. Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, take a look at Zion. There's also an article on uh, Zero Hedge. Looking at it right now, um, they're saying the Ukrainians claim to have taken out 540 um, infantry fighting vehicles, 16 aircraft, 18 helicopters. 102 tanks. Yeah, I hope that's true. You know, it's a fog of war. And, you know, one side, certainly the side that is under, uh, you know, is supposed to be losing and they're quicker than they may be now or not, what have you, is going to report those things. Because you hear about the ghost of uh, Kiev, uh, the right. pilot, and you hear about these other things. I just, I read it. And I, I try not to get into confirmation bias, and I, I say I hope this is, or some of this is true, but I, I'm hoping it's not just there as propaganda to encourage the people of Ukraine to continue to fight, or at least the men uh, to continue to fight, because the women and children are allowed to leave, those who want to. Well, to. There's also some information that came from another source that said that uh, the Russians were leaving uh, wounded and dead in ambush zones or and on the battlefield and that's not some of the the wounded that had died had been had received medical treatment well so yeah. winning some people that are winning battles don't leave their wounded right they certainly don't leave their on the battlefield and they don't ask for peace talks either so hey thanks a lot for calling in jim appreciate that okay thanks i appreciate the quality of your show thank you well thank you very much Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. Robert writes, Rank, I heard a report that the U.S. released information about Russian troop movements to China that later informed Russia. If true, the risk of national security could be devastating. I just hope it's not. Again, fog of war, lots being said out there, lots being reported. Try not to have the confirmation bias as so many people out there from the left and the right do. Try to take all of it with a grain of salt, and you wish and you hope that this is true. You hope that they are defeating the armies in certain, the Russian army in certain battles, and others they're not. It's our understanding. But again, just last Friday I was talking to you guys how... Senator from uh, Mark Warner, was it Virginia? Wasn't he the guy who lied and said he went to Vietnam, but he never did? I think it was that guy. So you can't believe him. Uh, but he kept saying how great it was, how the, our intelligence agencies had it spot on. Well, really, our intelligence agency said it would be over in two days. Kiev would be taken in two days. We're on day, I think it's six, if I remember correctly, today. And it hasn't yet. Let's hope it isn't going to be. So it's not that you expect these people to be perfect. But if you're going to sit there as a leftist 
because your leftist president in, in, is, has been seated. And you're going to sit there and say, well, let's praise the uh, intelligence agency for getting it right. Well, then you got to then take the hit for when they get it extremely wrong. And this one was extremely wrong. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought this up. This stuff is very difficult to predict. And how much of this is going, is it truthful that they bring to all of us? Now that we see how truly the intelligence agencies in America work against us, honestly. You listen to Live with Rank. Lines are open, 269-441-9595. What should we do? Should Boots be involved in the country, like some on Fox, as well as uh, most on the left and their channels, and many of the politicians, not Biden so far, thank God, thinks should happen? What do you think? You listen to the Live with Rank Show. Appreciate that. I forgot to play. Well, I didn't forget to play that piece from Jen Psaki concerning oil and what she thinks our whole, all of us who are so preoccupied with this oil thing and Russia and Germany when it has the oil. George writes, why don't they open the Keystone Pipeline that Biden shut down, start pumping oil? It's a good question. There's a lot that they can be doing to change the trajectory of what's going on up there but they refuse to do so and uh well jen was asked that question the i guess the other day she was on george stepanopoulos's this sunday or whatever it is i stopped watching them years ago when they just became propaganda machines but here she is addressing all of you stupid people including myself who thinks that, geez, if we just had a little bit more oil, countries wouldn't be so beholden and literally paying for. So we're fighting Russia and then paying them every day to fight us. So we're we're paying on both sides. Think about that. We're paying and spending our tax dollars, borrowed tax dollars from the future, to help Ukraine and fund their war against Russia, and then we're funding Russia... To fight Ukraine through us buying 600,000 barrels of oil every day. Here she is yesterday discussing it. Senator Tom Cotton is coming up on the program next. He says the United States should be doing more to crack down on the Russian energy sector. Here's what he had to say. How about we impose those sanctions, but we lift all those restrictions on the production of American oil and gas so we can start drilling on federal lands again and putting out new leases so we can reopen the Keystone Pipeline, which would bring more oil into America every day from Canada than we import every day from Russia. President open to those proposals? Well, first, George, I think on the energy sector, the way that the president, President Biden, has approached sanctions is we want to take every step to maximize the impact and the consequences on President Putin while minimizing the impact on the American people and the global community. And so energy sanctions are certainly on the table. We have not taken those off, but we also want to do that and make sure we're minimizing the impact on the global marketplace and do it in a united way. I would say that the congressman's recommendations there, the Keystone 
pipeline was not processing oil through the system. That does not solve any problems. That's a misdiagnosis or maybe a, a, a misdiagnosis of what needs to happen. I would also note that on oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to and we need to look at other ways of process of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. So I'm not sure we agree with that assessment of what needs to happen, but energy sanctions remain on the table. Okay, so we need to reduce our dependency on foreign oil. Uh, excuse me, Jen, then why is your boss, Joe Biden, begging for people to produce oil? Begging Russia to produce oil, begging OPEC to produce oil. Why is that if we should move away from that? And yes, you are minimizing uh, the global users, the, the effect, the bad effect, including, including us, because we are no longer self-sufficient, self-dependent. We could have been under Trump. If Trump was in, in office right now, our prices wouldn't be spiking to the to the point that they are. It is an oil. Oil is a world economy. And a lot of people wonder why we were exporting oil. Why don't we just use it ourselves? It's just the way the economy goes. But we could. We could have just stopped exporting it and then and in importing. We could have just uh, used our oil that's produced here. So why is that, Jen? We're not ready to go to green energy. We're probably 40, 50 years away from getting rid of fossil fuel. We have over 100 years of fossil fuel. You guys have been predicting since the 19, what, 80s of this global, well, back in the late 70s, they predicted a global cooling. And then the global cooling became a global warming. Remember the famous New York, not New York, Life magazine cover. I think it was life of the in, um, oncoming global cooling period. And then that morphed to global warming and every single prediction you've ever made has been wrong. So her idea, we need to go to green. Oh, we do. Oh, here's another question, then, Jen. Uh, so we need to go to green. Would you agree, uh, Jen, that our number one political foe is China right now? Foreign, foreign political foe. I'm assuming she would say yes. I'm not sure. But if she said yes, I'd say then, well, the, we get most, almost all of our solar panels from China. How's that going to help us out? Again, apparently, the Ukrainian president has agreed to a meeting between Ukrainian and Russian delegation for peace talks. That's what we, uh, the latest I heard before the show started. And that's through the Belarus president. Well, the Belarus president is just a puppet of Putin. So possibly that's true. Let's hope. Again, you're going to hear multiple times during the day today about SWIFT being, or many banks, or banks being taken off the SWIFT, Russian banks. The last I heard, 80% are being taken off. 
99.9% can be taken off. As long as there's one that's still allowed, nothing changes for Putin. So there's no pain coming him that way. There's other ways. Oh, his, not him personally, his people. And quite honestly, his people, there's a lot of brave people in Russia who are on the streets uh, protesting this war. I give, just as I ripped into the AP, a couple people from the AP last week who spread lies about what Trump said, this guy from the AP didn't. Trump calls Putin smart, Zelensky brave, U.S. leaders dumb at conservative conference. All right? He did. And as I told you, keep your powder dry, but I think that the fact that they're bombing Apartment complexes, they are trying to kill civilians. Right now, they say over 300 civilians killed, 16 children uh, are involved. Again, uh, we'll see what the numbers come out. That Russian Army armored vehicle purposely ran over that car. So we may not be dealing with a professional army any longer. Russia has threatened military and political consequences against the country of Finland and Sweden now. They say that if you were to join NATO, you would have military and political, quote-unquote, consequences. Wasn't that interesting? It was also reported by NBC News on Friday that Biden has been presented with a, quote, menu of options for the U.S. to carry out massive cyber attacks designed to disrupt Russia's ability to sustain its military operations in Ukraine. Four people familiar with the deliberations tell NBC News. Now, who knows if that's true? It's NBC News. But if it is true, my question is, why hasn't he? Now, they may not tell us, but we would hear from the reporting. Why hasn't he done anything from a cyber perspective to disrupt their ability to fight? One person said, you could do everything from slowing the trains down to have them fall off the tracks. And then to go along with the theme of Jen and green energy would, would uh, uh, help the countries, including ours today. John Kerry, did you hear what he said last week? On the same day that Russia launched that full-scale invasion of Ukraine, special presidential envoy John Kerry wanted to talk about climate change. In fact, he lamented to the BBC that now we're going to lose people's focus. You're going to lose big country attention, quote-unquote, on climate change. That's what they were worried about. And you remember Eric Swalwell? The guy who sleeps with Chinese spies? Congressman from California? Quote, Swalwell cozied up to lobbyists for Putin's pipeline while accusing GOP of enabling Russia. So he's been accepting the maximum amount of donations from the Russians and the Nord Stream 2. Mr. 
Trump's involved with the Russians, yet he's taken the maximum amount of donations from Nord Stream 2. Now, they're going to say, well, it's not a Russian. It's the Russian pipeline. Where's the media talking about that? Listen it alive with rank. Appreciate that very, very much. Grand Rapids Bar pulls Smirnoff and Stoli vodka in protest of Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, I think it's an awesome idea. There's one problem. It's not made in Russia. And in fact, it's a Latvia uh, company. And in fact, Smirnoff is consumed, is made in Plainfield, Illinois, according to the Distilled Spirit Council of the United States. Great thought. I appreciate that quite a bit, uh, but it's not, uh, even though it's, <laughs> we think it's a Russian vodka, they must have sold out uh, years ago. Remember I told you earlier about Jeff- Jennifer Griffin from Fox News, who I lost respect for when she believed the intelligence agency that were going after their own president. They were attempting their own coup of the president above what everybody would know, we see that uh, Donald Trump didn't hate the military like the left does. And we, we hear how bad the left speaks of our military and the police. You know, you could laugh at me. You could turn me off because you think it's ridiculous that I say that. Just Really? Just look at what's said about them all the time. You could deny it. You may not as someone on the left. But I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your political leaders and your media and your pundits and what have you. So she lost me when she said, well, my secret intelligence uh, anonymous sources are unimpeachable. Really? All right, fine. You go with that. And now, not that she has a different opinion than other people on Fox News, but she goes after them because they don't agree with her opinion. And the her, her uh, embedded anonymous sources from the secret or from the CIA and FBI or whatever, you know, those same people who were attempting basically a coup. Yeah. Those guys who lied to the courts. Yeah. Those guys, those are the ones who are unimpeachable according to Jennifer Griffin. And, and it's not that she had a differing opinion. It's that those people, because their opinion was different than mine, they're appeasing Putin. Now, line with that, if you say anything, anything that the left doesn't like, they come after you, they come after your heart. And I notice it's from the left, not so much from the right. Ex-Notre Dame football coach. He actually was an NFL coach too, Charlie Weiss. Over the weekend, tweeted out something, and the left exploded. He tweeted, quote, I never tweet about, excuse me, Quote, I never tweet anything about politics, but today is an exception. As I watch Russia continue their invasion of Ukraine this morning, I ask if Americans that want socialism are watching. Do you want to be part of something like this? End quote. And he's talking about Russia. The left lost their minds. Exploded. It goes to... What is just a simple fact in life is someone doesn't really truly believe in what they espouse, they get really offended and they go overboard when someone questions it. Take out politics just in life. I've learned that especially here in my second, third career. 
in radio. I've learned that. People who can't stand behind what they say with intelligent words, they call you names. They scream at you. They yell at you. They send you nasty emails. They try to get you taken off air. They call, you know, cor- the corporations. I've had some of these weak people call people who, who are, uh, run their commercials during my show. Because these are people who are very weak inside. They can't articulate their position, so they're afraid of it. So here's a football coach who a very, it's not that bad of a tweet. Quote, I never tweet anything about politics, but today's an exception. As I watch Russia continue their invasion of Ukraine this morning, I ask if Americans that want socialism are watching. Do you want to be part of something like this? End quote. What's so bad about that? It's true. Russia's a socialist country. It's true. Everybody who voted for the left, if they didn't know they were voting for socialism, then they're just not very uh, informed. Here's some of the tweets he got back. Today I learned that I'm smarter than a one-time head coach at the University of Notre Dame. Honestly, not sure how I feel about this. Did you notice the response And how he explained why that guy was wrong? Yeah, I didn't either. Another one. Tell me in your own words what you think socialism is and how it has anything to do with the war in Ukraine. Attempted to actually uh, uh, respond to Coach Weiss. But in, in doing so, informed the world that they're an idiot and they're uninformed. Tell me in your own words what you think socialism is. Uh, Russia. Why, do you think Russia is a capitalist country? Here's another one. Who exactly wants socialism? You mean not wanting to choose death over bankruptcy if you can get sick? You mean making sure all people are treated fairly and equally in this country? You mean expecting to be paid a livable wage that's not socialism, that's human rights? Uh, who's dying? Who's choosing death over bankruptcy? You can get all the free, oh, oh, wait, they don't want to pay for their health care. That's, oh, that's what they're saying. We shouldn't, I shouldn't have to pay for my health care. Other people should have to pay for it. Who's not being treated fairly and equally in this country? Oh, yeah, you're, they're right, white males. That, yeah, he's right about that now. Who, you mean expecting to be paid a livable wage? What's a livable wage? Because your livable wages, along with other things, have now risen prices, what, 20, 30, 40%? It's not the 7% they say. So now that $15 is no longer a livable wage, and now you're going to want more. It goes on and on and on. But none of them really respond in trying to answer the question because they can't, and they don't. And they just show their... their um, trouble with understanding what's going on in the country because it is socialism in Russia that's fighting against these Ukrainian people. Let's hope the Ukrainians win in the end. However that is, we'll see. Thanks everybody for listening to the show today. Appreciate that very, very much. Oh, there was so much more that I was going to get into, but I've just run out of time. Whew, man, let's hope and let's pray for 
the country of Ukraine. You'll send alive with rank and we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.